Hallelujah. Miracles, miracles start to happen. Anybody believe that? Oh, when Jesus is in the room. Yeah. God, we worship you tonight. We thank you that you're in this room. And Lord, we ask that we you would fill this room with the train of your robe as you did for Isaiah. Let us behold your glory tonight. Oh, we love you and we worship you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. If you would, before you're seated tonight, grab your Bibles. Turn to Judges chapter 7. Judges chapter 7. We're going to start in verse 16 tonight. And I will ask for your forgiveness in advance because I'm about to butcher a lot of Hebrew names. Verse 16, if you're there, say amen. If you're not, say oh no. I got an oh no. We'll give you some time here. Judges chapter 7, verse 16. Familiar story here about Gideon. Verse 16 says, And he divided the 300 men into three companies. And he put a trumpet in every man's hand. And with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that... As I do, so shall ye do. And when I blow with a trumpet, I and all that are with me then blow the trumpet, the trumpets also on every side of all the camp and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, and they had but newly set the watch. And they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps, or in, in, in the original language, the torch in their, hand, their left hands. And the trumpets that were in their right hands to blow with all. And they cried, the sword of the Lord and... Of Gideon, and they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran and cried and fled. And the three hundred blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even though even throughout all the host, and the host fled to Benshathah, to Zerath, to the border of Abilamah, and to Tabith. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali and out of Asher and out of Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. God, we thank you for your word and its anointing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. 
in the house of the Lord this evening. We're coming in at the tail end of a two-chapter story. The Bible tells us that Gideon in chapter 6, many of you know this story, was a man that was hiding in the wine press. And the Lord sent an angel to him and called him a mighty man of valor and called him to be a part of a victory that God was going to bring about. We just read of that victory in our text tonight. We find that Gideon and his people lived seven years in fear, Brother Wade. Seven years they would work and they would labor over the harvest. And around the harvest time, the Midianite raiders and the Amalekites would come and they would take all that they worked for. And thus Gideon and his people were very afraid of the Midianites and the Amalekites and many others. They labored in vain, it seemed. And the Bible tells us in Judges chapter 6 that people began to cry out, finally began to cry out to God for change. And Gideon was that change. Gideon is called. The Bible tells us in chapter 6 of Judges that he was called, but he was very unsure of himself. Telling the angel of the Lord that called him that he was the least in his father's house. And even in his father's house uh, that he was nothing. His father was nothing. They were no one special. But the Lord still called him even though he was unsure of himself. We find all through chapter 6 and through chapter 7. Gideon went before the Lord asking him, are you sure? Are you sure that I'm the one and are you sure that we are going to see the victory? He put God to many tests. Even when he met the angel of the Lord, he put the angel of the Lord to the test. We find at the end of chapter 6, he put the God to the test with, with a fleece. We, we find that he, he, he goes and he gets these men together. And, and the Bible tells us at the beginning of this chapter that he blows a trump, or at the end of chapter 6, going into chapter 7, he blows a trumpet, calls everyone together and says, listen, we're going to finally do something about these Midianite raiders and 32,000 men volunteer and say, we will help you fight. But as you go into chapter 7, that we find that 22,000 would turn and go home because they were afraid. We find that 9,700 more would leave and, and, and go away because the Bible tells us they went to the brook and they would just leap, they would lurch down into the water to get drink like a dog. They would not keep their heads up. They were not vigilant. They were unaware of the time that they were in or the battle that they were in. So God left Gideon with 300. Here's what I want to draw a conclusion to tonight or a parallel with tonight. I want you to know that in this nation, the church in this nation, uh, this is something that you've probably heard and have seen with your own eyes. Uh, but the enemy has come and has tried to steal and take uh, the harvest that the church of Jesus Christ uh, has desired uh, for many years. Uh, there are many pastors, there are many people in the church uh, that have prayed for lost loved ones to come uh, into the house. And when it seems uh, that if it will almost happen, that, that 
that, that you're on the precipice of seeing breakthrough in their life, uh, that the enemy comes and drags them back uh, into addiction and into a lifestyle uh, of sin. Uh, it gets overwhelming. It gets burdensome. Uh, the Bible says that the Midianites came for seven years and for many people uh, and for many churches across this nation, uh, for many years, uh, the enemy has come and tried to bombard uh, the church of Jesus Christ uh, and tried to beat them into submission uh, that they will not win. Uh, but I want you to know, uh, just as in uh, Judges chapter 6, uh, there were people in Israel that began to pray uh, and they began to say, listen, uh, God is our only way out of this. Uh, many people are in this nation. Many Christians are in this nation uh, saying, where is God in all this? Uh, I want you to know where God is. Uh, God is out there looking for Gideons uh, that he is calling and saying, I've placed uh, a call and a mantle and an anointing on your life uh, to bring about victory for your city, uh, for your family, uh, for your children. Uh, he's just waiting on the Gideons uh, to get out of the wine press uh, and say, God, I will be who you've called me to be. Uh, I will do what you've called me to do. Uh, and I will say what you tell me to say. Uh, you say, what, what, what are you talking about here tonight? Uh, here's what I'm trying to, to get you to understand. Uh, that, that we feel like, uh, and I've even felt like, uh, in recent weeks, in recent months, uh, that the enemy has come uh, and he has, he's, he's buffeted me. Uh, he's tried to tempt. He's tried to try me. Uh, he's tried to push uh, many believers that I've talked to. Uh, they say, Let, man, I'm, I'm going through stuff I've never went through before. Uh, I'm dealing with things that I've never had to deal with before. Uh, I want you to know that the enemy may come and try to bombard you, uh, but you need to realize that the God that called you uh, is the God that has the victory already won uh, for you. Uh, but you've got to get out of the wine press, out of your fear, out of your hiding, uh, and say, God, I'm going to not just pray about it, uh, but I'm going to do something for you. So hear me tonight. We find... Uh, that God calls Gideon to victory. Uh, but I want you to notice something with me, Brother Chris. Uh, 32,000 men show up and they said, okay, you know, we're willing to do a little bit of something. But do you realize out of 32,000, only 300 saw victory? Said, what, 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 what are you talking about? Are you talking about victory? Here, here's what I want you to know. That when the enemy begins to bombard the people of God, not everybody gets victory. You say, well, well, Jesus won us the victory. Not everybody accepts victory. Why did these men, uh, why, did, why, why did all these men become disqualified? Well, 22,000 were disqualified because they were afraid. Say, what, what do you mean? I want you to know that the Bible tells us uh, that in Revelation, uh, that liars shall find their place in a lake of fire, that murderers, adulterers, all them will find their place in a lake of fire. Uh, but you want to know who leads the list? Uh, the cowardly. He said, the cowardly. I have no place for the cowardly. And, and listen, 22,000 men were afraid to see the victory through. Why? Because the Bible tells us uh, that they couldn't even count uh, the camels. They couldn't even count the camels uh, of the army of the Midianites and the Amalekites. Uh, they said they were like locusts scattered throughout the valley in their camp. Uh, they were innumerable. They, could, they, they just seemed impossible. Uh, and 22,000 men uh, gave up victory because they were afraid. Hear me, hear, this is, this is the, 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 the challenging section in the middle. We'll, we'll, we'll get... 
gooder and gooder. So we see that 22,000 men were disqualified because of fear. And then we see that 9,700 men were disqualified because they were unaware. There's many people that live uh, and, 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 and profess a Christian life uh, and they'll come into church week in and week out uh, and they don't realize that Jesus is coming back. They don't realize that their co-worker needs to see the light that's on the inside of them. They don't understand. They're unaware uh, of the times that we're living in. That time is short and God said, listen, uh, if you're going to be unaware of the battle that you're in and of the times that you're in, I cannot use someone uh, that does not know what's going on. So we see that he disqualified the fearful and now he disqualified those that don't know his plan and are unaware of what he's doing. But I want you to know that there were 300 that said, listen, we are willing to go all the way to see victory. I want you to know that the enemy may may have come at you in every angle possible. But my Bible says that he can come at you one way, but he'll flee seven ways. I want you to hear me tonight. I'm speaking to a remnant on a Wednesday night in PTC. You guys have seen some things. You've been through some things. But I want you to know that there is still victory there is still hope there is still strength there is still encouragement it doesn't matter what hell is thrown at you just know that heaven is for you I was praying today and the Lord said so often Jade you wonder why hell is broken loose in your life and has come against you he said because hell doesn't want heaven to break out in your life so often we get in situations. I, me, me, me and Sierra have been in situations that no one needs to know about. Uh, no one in, in our inner circle even knows uh, what's going on. And they don't need to know. Uh, but we've had things going on. Uh, and and we, we, we began to pray last night. Uh, and we just began to pray, God, we trust you. Uh, we believe in you. Uh, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, but here's what I do know. Uh, is that you hung on a cross. Uh, you were put in a grave. Uh, and you got up. Uh, So I will get up. It doesn't matter what the enemy throws at me. It doesn't matter what hell throws at me. I want you to know that there is no fire that can quench me but that of the Holy Ghost and fire. There is no pressure that can overwhelm us because we are sons and daughters of the living God. So we see that that Gideon, if you read a few verses earlier, Brother Chris, he's still not sure. Okay, God, I've accepted your call, but I got 300 men and I don't know what you want me to do. I'm going up against innumerable odds, massive attacks. Well, God speaks to him and says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go down into the camp and I want you to hear what they're talking about. And Here's what I want you to understand tonight. He goes down into the camp. There's a soldier saying, I've had a dream. I had a dream that a piece of barley bread come down and just wrecked this camp. 
And a man speaks up and he says, you know what this dream means? This means that Gideon, a man from Israel, a man of God, is going to come down and God is going to give him the victory. Here's what I want you to understand. There were 22,000 that were afraid. There were 9,700 that were unaware. But here's what the 300 found out through Gideon. That they already know who we are and they already know that they are defeated. I want you to know why hell comes at you so strong. I preached it before I'll preach it again to this congregation why hell wants to break loose in your life is because he knows exactly what you are called to do who you are in Jesus Christ and I will tell you that we are not people that will just sit by and do nothing but we are people that will go to the enemy's camp and say God thus saith the Lord there is victory in this house I'll tell you this. Here's what's fascinating about this story. The Bible says that there was prayers made. And God began to visit. God began to come down. He calls Gideon out. But I want you to understand that just like Gideon and the Israelites, we're in a warfare church. I don't know if you felt it. But I sure have. We're in a warfare that I could never imagine. A few months ago, I told this story in brief. I was having a dream. Middle of the night. And it is very spiritual in nature. I don't feel at liberty to share the dream right now, but it was a futuristic dream of things to come. And I remember I woke up in the middle of the night, Brother Ethan. I woke up after this dream had ended. And Sister Mary, I just felt something in the room with me and it was not the Lord it was not comforting and then all of a sudden I'm laying there on my side and you can say I'm crazy and listen I know I am you don't have to tell me that I don't need a doctor to tell me that I'm crazy I lost my mind when I found Jesus okay so what happened is you can think you you, you can think what you want to but what happened was as I woke up sister Carly and I felt something in the room and I'm just praying to myself and all of a sudden I felt something began to press and to lay try to lay on me I could feel it uh, from my head to my toes uh, it tried to lay on me uh, and I remember I rolled over uh, and I, I rolled over and I said listen I'm not doing this uh, I, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus I come against you right now uh, and I said I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus soon as I said I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus uh, my daughter raises up uh, she's only three years old raises up in the bed uh, and begins to scream Oh, oh, and I, I got up out of bed. There was something on the inside of me. And I said, listen, this is not this is not your place. This is no place for you to come in and try to mess with me or my children. Listen, church, we've got to become like Gideon and say, you know what? I'm not just going to look around and wait for God to appear, but I'm going down to the enemy's camp, and I don't care if I have to storm hell with a water pistol. I'm taking back what the devil has tried to steal from me. I want you to know that your children do not belong to sin, do not belong to Satan, but I want you to know that your children are covered in the name of Jesus. Hear me tonight. 
We can't keep playing games. We can't keep coming into church and saying this is what I do. This is not what I do. Hear me tonight. This is who I am. I am blood bought. I am saved. I am filled. And I refuse to lose. So what happens? There are 300 men, 301 if you can't get in that are willing to go to the enemy's camp. You see, they stood by for seven years and let the enemy come in. Let me put it to you this way. I'm a sports guy. They played defense for seven years and never picked the ball up and ran an offensive play. They played defense for seven years. And the enemy stole. And the enemy stole. And the enemy stole. Church, we've played defense for years. Well, I just don't want to offend anybody. Listen, we live in a world of offense. I'm probably offending somebody right now. But here's what's got to happen. The truth doesn't care if it offends you. As long as the truth is delivered in love. I love you. I will tell you the truth. But what happens is they, they stand on defense for seven years. Uh, and then finally 300 men uh, say, you know what? We're going to follow Gideon and we're going to where the enemy is. You want to know where the enemy is? He's here and he's out there. He's fighting your mind. He's fighting your heart. He's fighting your, your soul. He, he even tries to fight your body. And he tries to fight you at work. He tries to fight you at school. He tries to fight you with, with, with relationships and, and people that you care about. Your sons, your daughters, your brother, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa. It doesn't matter. He's trying to fight. He's trying to fight. But where are the people of God that will stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to the enemy's camp and I'm not afraid of what he can say. I'm not afraid of what the enemy may do but I am who God says I am and if he called me he has equipped me and if he has equipped me he has anointed me and if he has anointed me there is no yoke that can bind me and it's about time that we operate in freedom and victory again so I'm almost done so we read tonight of their victory Thank the, thank the Lord for the word of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. So we see, we read in our text of their victory. What happens is Gideon says, you know what? Here's what the church needs to realize. Numbers is an enemy's game. They said that it was the Midianites and the Amalekites were innumerable. Couldn't count them. So they were like locusts in a field. Couldn't count them. But 300 men, Gideon said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to split up in groups of 100, and we're going to surround the camp. 
It reminds me of when Elisha's servants looked down at the mountain and said, listen, we're surrounded. The Assyrians are all around. And he said, there are more with us than are with them. And he said, what are you talking about? He said, God, open his eyes. Let him see. And he looked up into the heavens and he saw angels all around. Gideon says, you know what? We're going to surround them. We're 300, but we're going to surround them. And I want you to notice what he did. He said, I'm, I'm, I want a trumpet in your right hand. Or shofar. I want a trumpet in your right hand. And I'm going to put an empty vessel in your left hand. And I'm going to put, the Bible says in the King James it's a lamp, but in the original language it's a torch. I'm going to put a torch down on the inside of it. And what began to happen is he said, I want you to do as I do. He gets to the battleground and it's the changing of the guard. And the Bible tells us that they just set up new it was the most it was the most vulnerable time for the enemy. At the changing of the guard. And all of a sudden he's he takes his pitcher and most likely holding on to the stem of that that torch, Brother Wade, he cast it down. And it broke. And then his hundred followed. And then that hundred on the right followed. That hundred on the left followed. They all broke their vessels. And they began to blow their trumpets and to confuse the enemy. And the Bible says they held their torches in their left hand and their trumpets in their right. And they said, Behold the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So what does that have to do with anything? I want you to understand. He gave them an empty vessel. And what he did is he put fire inside of it. He put the torch inside of it. That's us. John the Baptist said, and I, I've been on fire for two weeks, and you just been talking about it. I, because fire does not only represent the Holy Spirit, but when I think of fire, I think of passion. And John the Baptist said this of Jesus. He said, there's one coming after, after me that's mightier than I. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 about the treasure in this earthen vessel. So he put fire in an empty vessel and he broke the vessel and it revealed the fire. They began to blast with the trumpet. We read it Sunday out of Psalms 150 where it says, praise him. Praise him on the trumpet. Symbolic of praise. They'll come to the music tonight. She's it. Symbolic of praise. And they begin to blast the trumpet. And the enemy is so confused that they begin to take out 
their aggression on one another. Let me save this little baby here. That's better. So we see the fire, the pot, the trumpet. And then they cried out loud. You see, the key to their victory, if I could break it down this way, was obedience. The fire. I think we got a jealous one here. The fire of the Holy Ghost in their praise. Obedience, the Holy Spirit in their praise. Church, it's about time that the church announced themselves again. Just as Gideon and the 300 stood up and when the vessel was removed, catch this, the fire was revealed. They won't see you anymore. They'll see the fire. The fire of the Holy Ghost. And when you are filled with the fire of the Holy Ghost and you begin to blow the trumpet or shout with a shout of praise and begin to cry out, the enemy becomes confused. You, you, you've heard the old saints say, praise your way before a storm. Praise your way in the storm. Praise on the outside of the storm. Listen, church. I'm tired of backward church. Where we come in Sunday in and Sunday out and we... I, I, I just tell you this, I'm not ashamed to be a Pentecostal. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ragging on anybody else, any other denomination. Don't, 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 don't misread me here. But I'm not ashamed of a Pentecost experience. And what's happened in the Pentecostal church in recent years is we're afraid of the fire and we're afraid of the shout. We're afraid of the praise. Well, we don't want to be too exuberant. We don't want to be too emotional. I'll tell you like I've told you before. When I think about Jesus, I get emotional. I don't just stand up there and get red in my face and sweat for fun. You know how many Sundays? I'll be, I'll be transparent with you. You know how many Sundays I tell myself in worship, I will not exhort. Today, I will not say anything. I will shut up. I will sing. And that is it. I tell myself that. I tell myself that. But it's what Jeremiah said. It, his word is like fire. Shut up in my bones. Where's the fire? They didn't have the victory without obedience, without the fire, and without their praise. They went to the enemy's camp and said, we're here in obedience. We're here with the fire and we're here with the praise. It sounds a lot like Jericho, don't it? When you hear on the last time around, 
the tr- priests blow the trumpet. Shout with a great shout. For God has given you the city. You want victory? Can't be afraid. Can't be unaware. You got to be willing to go where the enemy's at and take back. You can't have my children. Look at these beautiful girls. You can't have my children. You can't have my church. Listen, I've seen an attack on this church. You may not sense it. You may not see it. But Brother Wade, I could feel it in the spirit that God, that, that God is trying to protect the people in this house. There's many things that you've been overwhelmed with. I want you to know that God knows right where you're at. And he said, I got some fire. And I got a praise that you can give. And watch the enemy run in confusion. If you'll stand with me across this house. Should put an apple in my back pocket. Help me out, Jane. But listen. I'm glad that she come up here and I had to grab her because they're worth it. I, I cannot tell you, the, the, for lack of a better term, I know the, the proper term is a righteous indignation, Ryan. And I had that dream and my daughter began to cry out. But I was spiritually ticked off. That's what a righteous indignation means. Never experienced anything like that in my life. But I tell you, every night we pray, we pray over their minds. We've been teaching Ava how to pray on her own, how to be unafraid. Listen, they're worth it. It's time for us to go to the enemy's camp. Surround the enemy. The enemy surrounded us long enough. We sing that song. You, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. That's truth. And this is how we fight our battles. Not by might and not by power, but by His Spirit, says the Lord. By His Spirit. Victory is in the Spirit that God has given you and in your praise. So when we come in here on a Sunday morning, I know it's Father's Day, but the best thing that my girls can see their father do is be on fire and to praise. So what I want you to do tonight, I want you to lay your hands on the shoulder of the person next to you on your left and your right. If you don't, I don't want anybody to feel left out. I don't want anybody to feel left out. Find somebody. And we're going to pray for one another. God, we come before you tonight. And Lord, I thank you 
Lord, for a remnant church, a 300 church. Lord, not, not in the number, but the remnant itself. People that are unafraid. People that are aware of what's going on around them. Lord, I'm thankful for a church that loves one another, but Lord, most of all, they love you. And God, I pray for my brothers and sisters right now. I pray for the fire of the Holy Ghost to begin to burn in them like never before. And Lord, over them and over their children and over their extended family, God, I pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to come upon them. And Lord, I pray for a shout and a praise to come upon these people. Lord God, refresh and renew. Lord God, that when they begin to praise and worship, that freedom would enter the house. Lord, the enemy has had his way long enough in this city, in this state, in our nation. God, it's time for the church to raise up and say, we're going to where the enemy's at. We will not stand idly by and just say a passing prayer. But God, we're going out in the call and in the anointing that you've placed on our life. And God, we're going to see anointing break the yokes. Lord, I speak encouragement over my brothers, over my sisters tonight. Let them know that they are not alone. They are not forsaken. But God, that you know right where they are. Lord, we ask. We ask, Lord, that you give us the endurance to see. To see the victory come to fruition for our children, for our grandchildren, for our nieces, for our nephews, uh, for our mothers, our fathers, our wayward grandparents, whatever it may be, God. Lord Jesus, I pray for healing and restoration and finances and marriages, Lord God. Lord, I pray for restoration in bodies and hearts and minds. But Lord, I want to end this prayer tonight by coming right at the enemy himself and say, Devil, I rebuke you and I bind you in the name of Jesus. The gates of hell will not prevail against this church, not prevail against this people. But Lord, I come against the enemy in your name and I say that they are not depressed, they are not anxious, they are not worried, they are not frightened, they are not sick or afflicted, but they're healed and set free, that they have peace, that they have joy. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for freedom and hope and strength. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen and amen. Hey everyone, uh, Cameron here from PTC Ministries. I'm so glad that you could join us today uh, for the message here. Uh, I hope the message touched you uh, in a personal way and that you could take that and mold that and move it and let it move you in your life. And as you can continue your walk with Christ, continue your walk with us as well. Follow us, uh, click in the link below in the description there. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, I feel like a YouTuber here, but don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to uh, stay connected with us. Um, and thank you for joining us.